Hey, this is Lexi. This is Ari. And you're listening to Hotel Earth. Hi, we'd like to extend our stay and upgrade. from san francisco a-holes california has been way too good to us it's been so fun i just every time i come i remember why i love it and how much i love it it seems that ari and i are making plans to move to california no i'm staying in italy forever but california is a close second i'm gonna take in you from italy to you are gonna take in me bitch you're about half my size (laughs) Um, can't blame me for trying. You can try, babe. I mean, look at me. I'm a damn piece. You so. are. We had the pleasure of having our first guest and one of my best friends on the show last week to talk to us about sea level rise and coastal resilience. It was a great episode. So if you haven't heard it yet, definitely go check it out. Um, we just thought that this would be a good opportunity to explain climate change a little further since we dove into one of its byproducts sea level rise last week but that being said today's episode is about climate change y'all we have decided to organize this episode by debunking common myths about climate change and its severity correct so without further ado let's start with myth number one earth's climate has changed before humans existed so we aren't the cause of current trends it's quote-unquote natural Oh, that's cute. Let's dive into this one. Yes, obviously temperature fluctuations, including warming, have occurred naturally over Earth's geologic history. Ari and I, in fact, spent an entire semester learning about these cycles in college. That is true. These cycles are known as the Milankovitch cycles. They describe the collective effects of changes in the Earth's movements on its climate over thousands of years. There are three components that make up the Milankovitch cycles. The shape of Earth's orbit, known as eccentricity. The angle Earth's axis is tilted with respect to Earth's orbital plane, known as obliquity. And finally, the direction Earth's axis of rotation is pointed, known as precession. These cycles have fluctuations over time, which influence the Earth's climate because it can affect how close or far we are to the sun, etc. <coughs> cough, cough the cause of ice ages people the climate has been changing since earth came to existence it is the rate at which temperature has changed since the 1800s however which has been the cause for concern and when i say concern i mean like holy shit we are concerned (laughs) not coincidentally this rate increased right around the same time as the industrial revolution which leads me to answer the burning question If the warming is not due to a natural cycle, then what is the cause? I'm so glad that I asked. Um, It's greenhouse (laughs) gases. Greenhouse gases. Greenhouse gases like carbon dioxide, methane, chlorofluorocarbons, as well as water vapor. Don't ask me to say that. Chlorofluorocarbons. Chlorofluorocarbons. CFCs. Chlorofluorocarbons. CFCs. (laughs) A lot easier way to say it. Those 
greenhouse gases create what is known as the greenhouse effect. The greenhouse effect occurs when heat is trapped really close to the Earth's surface by greenhouse gases. Basically, think of the gases as creating a big blanket around the Earth. Without the blanket, the Earth would be cooler. That is correct. Just listen to the following stats. Average across land and ocean, the 2021 surface temperature was 1.51 degrees Fahrenheit, warmer than the 20th century average of 57 degrees Fahrenheit, and 1.87 degrees Fahrenheit warmer than the pre-industrial period, which is 1880 to 1900. This suggests a significant human influence on the changing climate after the Industrial Revolution. Myth number one, debunked. Boom. On to number two. There is no scientific consensus that climate change is occurring. Lol. Lies. Scientists focus on evidence, not opinions. According to the evidence, scientists agree climate change is occurring and that the warming is, in fact, anthropogenically caused. Fuck. NASA put together a lovely article, which will be linked in our show notes. In it, they included this quote from the American Geophysical Union. Based on extensive scientific evidence, it is extremely likely that human activities, especially emissions of greenhouse gases, are the dominant cause of the observed warming since the mid-20th century. There is no alternative explanation supported by convincing evidence. Mm -hmm. According to the American Geophysical Union, the goal is to limit global temperature rise to 2 degrees Celsius. Um, which is 3.6 Fahrenheit, above pre-industrial levels. Um, To achieve this goal, global society must promptly reduce its greenhouse gas emissions. According to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, um, also known as the IPCC, global carbon dioxide emissions must reach net zero by around 2070 to have a good chance of limiting warming to 2 degrees Celsius. Um, by about 2050 to achieve a more protective limit of 1.5 degrees Celsius or 2.7 degrees uh, Fahrenheit increase. Either target will require a substantial near-term transition to carbon-neutral energy sources, adoption of more carbon-efficient food systems and land-use practices, and enhanced removal of CO2 from the atmosphere through a combination of ecological and technological approaches. Sounds like a shit ton of work, if mm-hmm. you ask me. Sure is. And you know, I'm not in the habit of quoting Donald Trump. Oh, God. What? But read the manuals, read the books. There is consensus. Haha. <laughs> read the manuals, read the books. It's science, broskies, not folklore. Myth number three. It doesn't matter if the earth gets warmer because it's just no big deal. I fucking hate this one. <laughs> What, you don't like a little bit warmer summer, Ariana? You don't like your winters to be a little less, a little more mild? You know what? Climate change threatens not only human life, but the survival of animal and plant species. And it just threatens life in general as we know it. So I really need people to stop saying this. We know from the geologic record that the Earth has had mass extinctions in the past. Five that we know for certain. With our current warming trends, we're headed toward a sixth. That's pretty big cause for concern about this whole warming bullshit. I'm concerned. Over the past century, as a result of burning fossil fuels and other human activities, 
atmospheric concentrations of greenhouse gases have risen to levels unprecedented in the last 800,000 years. From 1880 to 2018, the global average surface temperature in the atmosphere and ocean increased by about 1 degree Celsius or 1.8 degrees Fahrenheit. The decade we're in right now is the hottest in the history of modern civilization. I just don't see how this is not evidence And it's not enough. because Ari and I are hot. It's not because it's we're not 13s us. out of 10. Many changes related to heating have been documented. Um, more frequent heat waves on land and in the ocean, reductions in Arctic sea ice, the northern hemisphere's snow cover, the Greenland and West Antarctic ice sheets, and mountain glaciers, changes in the global water cycle, including intensifying precipitation events and rising sea levels, Greater carbon dioxide concentrations in the atmosphere are also affecting the growth of nutritional value of land plants and are directly acidifying ocean waters. Now, this is actually something that I, I just recently got into a conversation with with Chrissy over oh. the week when we spent with her. We talked when you were you were About, sleeping in the car. <laughs> I did not feel well, everyone. I had to take a little nap. <laughs> I wonder why she didn't feel well. Hmm. I'm I'm don't, don't drink alcohol. I'm not one to talk don't drink alcohol after my weekend. But um, yeah, we were talking about the decreasing um, quality of soil and how that's been affecting our nutrition, the nutritional value of food. Yeah, this is actually, um, this is no new news. Any person who has a garden or if someone out there has like a family farm, you know that you have to rotate your crops Crop because rotation. it's really important to not grow the same plant repeatedly because it actually destroys the soil and not only that but using the same soil consistently without giving it resting time mm. like a lot of this is a lot of this contributes to the decreasing uh, soil quality and in turn the decreasing nutritional value of our of our food um someone to look into is vandana shiva who is an indian scholar environmental activist and food sovereignty advocate um she essentially, if you look into her work, she has talked a lot about this issue and about the preservation of good seeds and mm. why they're such a valuable resource um, in the world right now because of our decreasing food quality. Okay, we can all now agree it matters. The warming is, in fact, a very big deal. It is. Next order of business. Myth number four. Plants need carbon dioxide. So the excess CO2 is actually advantageous for plants. Great one. Let's unpack. Plants and forests remove and store away huge amounts of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere every year. So does the ocean. Yes. This process creates a carbon sink, which means that the carbon is removed from the atmosphere and stored somewhere else, i.e. the soil or the ocean. Mm -hmm. But the problem is... There's only so much carbon dioxide plants or sinks can absorb. To boot, as forests are cut down across the world, whether to create space for development or agriculture, those sinks are destroyed. And so the very and so are the very plants we need to take in CO2. So let's be clear, carbon dioxide is a part of the natural global ecosystem, but the problem is the quantity of carbon dioxide that humans are putting into the atmosphere. Very well said. Thank you. I tried. Myth number five. Water vapor is the most powerful greenhouse gas. <sighs> Good one. This one, this one is actually 
taken out of context, which it's, is why it's the myth. It's taken out of context. This is not necessarily false, but when skeptics use this argument, they are trying to imply that an increase in carbon dioxide isn't a major problem. Yes. It's a diversion of our attention from the actual issue. Um, both water vapor and carbon dioxide are responsible for global warming. However, once we increase the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, the oceans warm up, which inevitably triggers an increase in water vapor. The amount of water vapor in the atmosphere exists in direct relation to the temperature. If you increase the temperature, more water evaporates and becomes vapor and vice versa. We talked about this with Chrissy yeah. last week. Yep. So when something else causes a temperature increase, such as extra carbon dioxide from fossil fuels, more water evaporates. Then, since water vapor is a greenhouse gas, this additional water vapor causes the temperature to go up even further, which creates a positive feedback loop. Yep. Myth number six. It's still freezing where I live, so climate change can't be real. This is a common one. Let's dissect it for our listeners. That, my dears, is weather, weather, not climate. Climate is a trend over a long period of time, whereas weather is what we experience on the day-to-day. -day. So one is acute, the other is chronic. Global warming is causing the Earth's average surface temperature to increase, like we've talked about already, which is a change in climate. It will affect weather, such as making heat waves and droughts more likely. Um, also, to keep in mind, areas... With climate change, areas that are dry will get drier, and areas that are wetter will get wetter. That's what he said. <laughs> I would, I will, aside from my that's what he said joke, I also would like to point out that climate is defined as weather patterns over a period of 30 years minimum. So if you're ever confused at the difference between climate and weather, or you need a further explanation of what a, like a long period of time actually means, it's a minimum of 30 years. So unless you've been around for 30 years to tell us directly how your, the climate has been in your area, shut the fuck up. <laughs> we also already have graphs that tell us this, so you don't need to give us your opinion. You can just go Google it. These changes though are making weather way more extreme um, and more severe. For example, hurricanes and storms become more intense because they're moving slower, they're taking longer to die down. And we talked about this last week a bit with our Coastal Resilience PhD candidate, Chrissy Pickett. We've name dropped her like 10 times already. People are, she's going to, she's going to be famous. Be famous. All 25 listeners. We've, you know, we've reached maybe around there. <laughs> going back to the topic, let's also not forget about polar vortex fluctuations what the fuck does that mean i have no idea the change in climate is warming obviously but warming higher latitudes and reducing the temperature difference between the warmer mid-latitude and polar regions which weakens and destabilizes the polar jet stream causing it to dip into lower latitudes bringing polar air farther south According to Paul Ulrich, who is an associate professor of the regional climate modeling at UC Davis. So if you're sitting there wondering why you're freezing on what should have been a pretty warm day in your area, think about these shifting polar vortexes, baby. Oh, and here is my personal favorite. Myth number seven. 
climate scientists are in it for the money. <laughs> I'm actually taking this one very personally. <laughs> I, mean, I take this very personally. Like, I don't even know where to begin with this one. Oh, I, I'll, I'll kick it off. The average salary for a climate scientist is $65,000 per year in the U.S., Creating, um, also, I, I would like on that note to create a petition to make whoever spreads this myth be forced to donate $5 to their local climate scientist nah, every time. Make that 50, bro. As two former environmental scientists, we can personally attest that this is complete and utter bullshit. Um, neither of us made even close to that number. And by that number, we mean 65K, which yeah. is also not a lot of money. 65K is barely livable in the United States. Like at least in most places. In most places. Excuse me. Sorry. 65K is generous. And it is, uh, I'm sure a lot of people can make a very nice and living. And you and I did survive and on we less made, than And I had a beautiful life. I'm not trying to act like I was living in the slums, but all I'm saying is, yeah, you know, I'm not making 200K. That's not exactly. in 200K relatively isn't even like fucking breaking the bank. You know what I mean? Like, geez. Neither of us made even close to that number, even with a consultant title and three years experience. Hello. And the climate scientists who spend their lives devoted to research in academia are not breaking the bank. Studying climate does not make you rich. I don't know who is saying this, but you need to stop. <laughs> oh, I have an idea of who it is. Because there are, however, companies whose profits depend on our dependence on fossil fuels. How interesting is that? how the tables turn. It looks like someone's trying to create like a little facade to shift the attention elsewhere, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's giving it's giving the 2000s United States presidential election at George W. Bush at Al Gore. Maybe we'll have to dive into this idea further in another episode. The facades and the mirages that fossil fuel companies or supporters try to like you not know, try to they they do project they do the create. exact thing you know they're trying to project the like exactly what they're doing onto climate scientists or advocates it's like you kidding me we're down to our final myth to bust myth number eight climate change is a future problem this is quite frankly the scariest myth of them all because this gives us a false hope that we can continue living our normal day-to-days when that's just certainly not the case. Mm. Current projections put at least two feet of sea level rise as a very real reality for Miami by 2050. Which we also talked about last week. We did. Miami-Dade County is quite literally, as we speak, making moves to retreat and adapt to the sea level rise. And for reference, if anyone can't do math like myself, <laughs> um, story on that another time 2050 oh wait wait can we tell them no i feel so bad i feel really bad dude basically lexi just doesn't lexi, lexi can't math she cannot add and it came at the expense of someone else this weekend and she's very sorry well she made a tip and she tried to tip someone a certain amount of money which was a fair tip it was a great tip and her math added up to being ten dollars less than what it should have been and it was just a very, I mean, I guess you had to be there. But she did write the total of 69, which was kind of funny. Oh, that's why. I think, honestly, I was so excited to just write that my total was 69 that I got blindsided by the fact that I was $10 off from the actual total. Well, I'm sure the man 
knew what you were trying to do. On the bright side, they did charge me $79. So all was right in the world. But anyways, 2050 is only 27 years away. Hmm. And quite frankly, I plan to still be kicking it 27 years from now. Not sure about y'all. So if we continue this rhetoric that it's a later issue, we're actually just not going to be prepared in time. 27 years. I'm trying to fathom that much time. I haven't even, I haven't had that much time I haven't had that much time. So 27 years. Wow. How old will we be? Don't you bitch. I'll be 52. How old will I? 53. Oh my God. I'll be 52 one day. Jesus Christ. I better be hot. Anyways. Yes. Honestly. That's what she's worried about. <laughs> oh, and the climate. And is the- <laughs> honestly, this is no longer an excuse not to act on climate change and push the burden onto future generations. Because we are the generation. We like, are. There is no future. It is us. It is us. And last last year, the world's leading climate scientists warned us that we only have like 12 years to limit global warming to a maximum of 1.5 degrees Celsius and avoid climate breakdown. So guys, we're already seeing the devastating effects of climate change on global food supplies, increasing migration conflict, Um, disease and global instability and this will only get worse if we don't act now man-made climate change is the biggest environmental crisis of our time it's the biggest humanitarian crisis of our our time arguably so it threatens the future of the planet that we depend on for our survival and we're the last generation that can do something about it and you know I've brought up this term a few times before, but I'm going to say it again. Even if it was just a quote-unquote future problem, which it's not just a future problem, long-termism, baby, biologically, you are, like, required to care about future generations. And And let's not forget the intersectional issue at hand. Regions that are still developing and or less economically stable are the most at risk for the effects of climate change and they have contributed usually the least to climate change. Mm -hmm. It's not just a future problem. It's a now problem. And there's no disputing that fact. Yeah, exactly. We have to continue to shut down these myths and the ones that are not listed. In addition, it is critical to ensure that we are holding ourselves and our world leaders accountable to not spread incorrect rhetoric because that's what these myths essentially Exactly. Exactly. Um, It's someone you trust or someone in some sort of position of power saying something that's completely fallacious and it gets spread around all over the place. And and that's how your Uncle Dave comes to the barbecue and says, "Ah, climate's always been changing, which isn't false, but he has, he doesn't, it's taken out of context. Like, right. And I think some, not always, but sometimes people unfortunately believe these things and they don't have malicious intent. But just because you don't have malicious intent doesn't mean that there will not be serious consequences. Exactly. The irony is people in positions of power will at one moment call climate change mythical or non-existent or an expensive hoax, but later describe it as a serious subject that is, quote unquote, very important to them. So how are people like you and me and Lex supposed to make educated voting decisions when the people we're trusting as our leaders switch their positions on the issue so frequently, like, Christ, these people have more mood swings than I do. I mean, honestly. That's a lot. And that is a lot. For example, 
2009, Mr. Donald Trump signed a full-page advert in the New York Times along with dozens of other business leaders expressing support for legislation combating climate change, but he's also publicly called climate change a, a hoax. So, you know, how are we, what are we supposed to do? Like, what are we supposed to track or believe? Like Lex said, it's important we hold government officials and business leaders accountable. Um, it's time to make them put their money where their mouth is. And our money, because at the end of the day, it is we do our pay taxpayer the taxpayer dollars, exactly. <laughs> if, if you're not concerned, you should be, because the IRS be taking our monies and redistributing it. And yep. uh, I personally would like to see it go to the things that actually well, should Well, a little reallocation of those funds would be nice. Yeah. But on that note, I think I'm ready to go for a hot girl walk, blow off some steam. Mm. We really hope debunking these eight climate myths not only settles some doubts that you may have had basically before hearing the episode, but we also hope that you can use this info at your next family gathering to deter any confused family members because this is the time to educate and bring together, not ostracize. Um, I know Lex and I have both been put in the position many times where family members try to challenge us. And we've, there have been many times when I've been stuck on what to say, but the next time your uncle Dave shows up with those bad leather sandals and cargo pants and tries to tell you any of these myths or potentially another one that we didn't list here, be prepared, be prepared. And don't, don't feel bad by saying, you know what? I'm going to show you this answer on Google. Now, hopefully you're ready to use these counter arguments. The next time someone comes at you with one of these fallacies. So proud. So proud. Ciao for now. Hasta la pizza, people. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches.